Good morning, friends. Today's message is, See What Simeon Saw. My text is Luke chapter 2, verses 25 to 35. I was driving my grandson and my daughter back to Springfield Airport yesterday and drove past uh, Republic, Missouri, where they're building a new Amazon distribution center. They seem to be building those all over the place so that you can literally order your stuff one day and get it the next. Now, whether you like Amazon or not, you have to agree that it, it is really an amazing company. And one of the things that makes them different from many others is that Amazon is always looking 10 years down the road. Now, while I'm not a business guru, I do know that if you want to be successful in business or life, you need to learn to do this. It may mean that you will spend much of your life waiting, but in the long run, it will be worth it. Now, today we're going to take a look at a guy who did this in relation to his spiritual life. His name is Simeon, a righteous, devout man who had spent his entire life waiting for God to send the Messiah to redeem Israel. Now, the really cool thing is that the Holy Spirit had promised Simeon that he would not die until he had seen the Christ, the Messiah, face to face. Now, I've often wondered, did Simeon expect it to be a baby? I don't know, but I think probably not. He was probably expecting to see a grown man who was part rabbi, part prophet, and part political leader, since that is what most Jews expected the Messiah to be. But the promise was fulfilled in Simeon's life when the Holy Spirit led him to go to the temple in Jerusalem on the same day that Mary and Joseph had come with Jesus to participate in a special sacrifice required for their firstborn son. And when he saw Jesus, something stirred in his spirit, and he knew this little child was the fulfillment of God's promise. Simeon took the baby in his arms and gave praise to God, saying in verses 29 to 30, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. I have seen your salvation. And then Simeon prophesied about the child, and his words tell us so much about Jesus, who he is and why he came and how we must respond. Now, as I study the text, I note that there are three gospel truths in his promise, prophecy that I want us to look at. These truths remind us of why Christmas is such a meaningful time of the year, because God sent his servant, his chosen one, his only begotten son, to enter into human history, to die on the cross for our sins, so that whosoever believes in him should never perish but have everlasting life. Now, that is the gospel according to Christmas in a single sentence. So today, let's look at what Simeon saw. In other words, Simeon's prophecies and the truth that he spoke about Jesus. And there are three. Now, first of all, he said, because of Jesus, we know that everything could be all right. And when you listen to Simeon's words, you can hear how overcome he was with peace and optimism and assurance. And I especially love the way the King James Version says it. It's this way. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. Now, Simeon was saying that this little child is the hope for all humanity, the savior of all people in every nation, every generation. He's a light to the Gentile, the glory of the people of Israel, the plan of salvation for the entire human race. And guess what? That's you and me. Many people think that the world is a terrible place. And this last year hasn't helped. 
but you know, it's only getting worse and the days are dark and the end is near and people are bad and they're only getting worse. And soon it'll all come crashing down around us because we're on a collision course to self-destruction. That's what a lot of people think. I mean, some people believe that they can quote chapter and verse from the Bible when they talk about it. But friends, that's, that is not all there is. Yes, the Bible predicts some dark days in human history, but that is the end. Persecution is not the end of the story. Martyrdom is not the end of the story. Oppression and opposition and failure and defeat are not the end of the story. Tribulation is not the end of the story. So then you might be asking, so Doc, tell me, what is the end of the story? Well, it is ultimate and complete victory through Jesus the Messiah for all of God's people. It is eternal peace and never-ending joy for all of God's people. When the Bible talks about the last days, it uses some imagery and symbolism that I am not always sure how to interpret, even though I have been a Bible teacher for many, many years. But here is something that requires no special interpretation. These words from Revelation chapter 21, verses 3 and 4, spell out God's future plans. They read this way. Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. Yes, friends, that's God's ultimate plan. And it was set in motion on that silent night 2,000 plus years ago when Jesus came into the world to redeem all who wish to be redeemed. Because of Jesus, everything will be all right in the grand scheme of things. Even though we suffer trials and tribulations in this life, even though the world kind of creaks and groans in pain, even though there's much wrong with what we see around us, we can know that God is directing the course of human history in the direction of ultimate victory and eternal joy for his people. I also want you to realize that this is not just some kind of pie-in-the-sky promise, as if we only have the distant future to look forward to. We have that, but there is more to it than that. The Christian life is not just about gathering together in heaven at the end of time. The Christian life is about living in victory today, even in the midst of a pandemic. We can experience glimpses of the glory God has in store for us as he empowers us to be overcomers today. Romans 8.28 tells us something that we can be sure of. It says, God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. I mean, even today, we can be sure of that from Romans eight thirty one and 32. If God is for us, who can be against us? Since he did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? And even today, even today we can quote Romans eight thirty seven. Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. So friends, do you know what the gospel to, according to Christmas is? It is the promise that because of Jesus, everything will be all right. If you are ready to plug your life into his, you can experience the overwhelming victory that he has promised to his people. Now, here's the second thing that would describe what Simeon saw. Because of Jesus, your life can be full of light. Now, Simeon called the baby Jesus a light to reveal God to the nations. Also called him the glory of your people Israel. Now, do you want to know what God is really like? Read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Pay careful attention to everything Jesus says. Watch closely everything he does, because he is the exact representation of God. He told his followers in John fourteen nine, Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. 
He said to his critics in the temple in Jerusalem in John 10.30, I and the Father are one. And John said of him that he is the true light which lights every man which comes into the world. That's John 1 verse 9. See, Jesus came into the world to die on the cross for our sins, to pay the price for our salvation so that we could live forever in heaven in his presence. But that's not all. He came to show us what God is really like. He came to teach us how to know God and follow God and love God and how to love ourselves and how to love others and how to be a servant and how to live a life that makes a difference. He came to teach us how to live. And those who follow his teachings live in light. Now, if you want to know what living in darkness is like, well, refuse to forgive others. If you want to know what living in darkness is like, be selfish with your money. If you want to know what darkness is like, live only to please yourself. Do this and you will end up walking through your life like you're stumbling through a dark cave. First John 1 verse 5, the apostle says, God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. He also says in verse 7 of that same chapter, But if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. Now, I have seen this happen enough times that I can say with assurance, when you walk with Jesus, you make better decisions. You have better relationships. You experience more victory over sin. And when you fall, you get back on your feet faster. See, people who walk with Jesus discover the world is full of light. That is what we learn in the gospel according to, to Christmas. We see what Simeon saw. Jesus came to be light to the nations, and that includes you specifically in your day-to-day existence. Here's the third thing Simeon saw. Because of Jesus, everyone must make a choice. Let me read again verses 34 and 35. Then Simeon blessed them, and he said to Mary, the baby's mother, This child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall but he'll be a joy to many others. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your very soul. Because of Jesus, everything will be all right? Yes. Because of Jesus, your life can be full of light? Yes. For who? For everyone who chooses Jesus. Now, earlier I quoted the book of Revelation and the promise that every tear will be wiped away and death and pain will be done away with. Now, the book of Revelation also tells us that that there will be those who will spend eternity separated from God. So what is the determining factor? Well, simply this, it's your choice. Where you spend eternity and how you live your life is up to you. I mean, each person must decide what he or she will do with Jesus. Will you accept him or reject him? Will you believe in him or dismiss him? Will you follow him or ignore him? I mean, everyone must choose what they will do in response to Jesus. Now, some people have asked me, you know, what about those people who live on the backside of the backslide and never heard about Jesus? What about them? Well, the short answer is I do not know exactly how that works, but I know that God's got it covered. One thing we learn about God from reading the Gospels is that God is always just, always fair, and always merciful. He said in Jeremiah 29:13, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. See, everything I know about God tells me that everyone gets a fair chance to know him and follow him. No one will stumble their way unknowingly into hell any more than they stumble their way into heaven. Everyone gets a choice. That includes you. So the question is, what are you going to do? 
But Jesus said in Matthew 12, verse 30, and all he repeats it in Mark 9, 40, he who is not with me is against me. See, he's saying that you can't ride the fence. You are either in or you're out, moving forward, moving backward. You're either walking toward the light or walking toward darkness. You have to choose in two ways. You know, as the Spirit works in your heart, you need to make that decision to ask Jesus to come into your life and forgive your sins and be your Lord and Savior. And many people who are listening today, I'm, I'm sure, have already done this. But the second thing, you need to make the daily decision that you will live in the light, that you will follow the way that you will be led by the Spirit to move in God's direction. That is a choice that every person must make every day of their life. Now, I hope you remember what I said earlier about Amazon's performance. Let me tell you something about their performance on the stock market. 20 years ago, Amazon's stock value was at $18 per share. As of yesterday, that stock is valued at $3,172 and a few pennies. That's pretty significant growth, but it's not always been a steady increase. There have been ups and downs, and along the way, many people got fed up and sold their stake in the company and invested in something that seemed more attractive. But those who weathered the dips ended up doing well, and today they would certainly tell you that it was worth it. Let me tell you something that Simeon saw again. Simeon would tell you the same thing. He spent his whole life waiting to see the see God's Messiah. Just before he died, he got a glimpse, and I'm sure he would tell you it was worth it. And friends, it's the same in your spiritual experience. The Christian life is not a sprint. It's not a spiritual equivalent of a get-rich-quick scheme. It's a marathon. It's a life-term investment. Because of Jesus, everything will be all right. We've been promised the glory of heaven. No tears, no pain, no sorrow, no death, but never-ending joy and eternal happiness. We experience glimpses of that glory even today, but today is nothing, nothing, nothing compared to what lies ahead. Because of Jesus, your life can be full of light. You can know God personally and walk with him every day. You do not have to stumble through the darkness of sin and uncertainty because he brings the light of truth into your life. And so, friends, because of Jesus, you must make a choice what you will do with your life. He is the dividing line between the light and the dark, between happiness and misery, between heaven and hell. This is why I said that he is the inescapable Jesus, because everyone must choose how they will respond to him. It's my prayer today that you would look at this Christ child and say, I choose Jesus to be my salvation and light, my future and hope. May God bless you in that journey. Until the next time, see the vision, live the mission, feel the passion.